are listening to Look Who's Talking. This show is Head Start Focused. I am Cameron Minter. I am your co-host. And our beautiful... Yeah, it is beautiful. Jessica Coffee is our host. What is going on today, Jessica? You know, you told me not to say nothing, so everything is going on. Everything is going on, and it's an amazing day, isn't it? It is. It is. It's an amazing day. It's just amazing because we're in it. We're in it. We got an opportunity to change some lives, don't we? Yep. So we're going to do it. We're going to do what we do. Do what we do. Are you a sports fan? I like football. Okay. Who's your team? I don't have no team. Oh, God, Lord I just, Jesus. I just like you the auntie that goes to the high school. Come on, baby. <laughs> you did that. Was that a touchdown? Oh, right. Yeah okay. yeah, okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I mean, I'm good with a touchdown. I know what a first down is. Okay. But I do like football you better like than it? basketball. Oh, really? Um, I do. Like, okay. To me, football was like I could sit Saturday, Sunday. I'm tuning in Monday and Thursday. Okay. Like I'm, okay. I'm looking at football. Yeah, I, I can't do baseball. You know, I baseball is uh, hard on TV, but when you're in a baseball field, I really like like it's about the environment. It's not about the game, Cam. I guess so. I guess so. You, most people don't even know what's happening during the game. Okay. You just want to see. I, I believe you're you're speaking from your own experience. Yeah, so you, you want to get a expert. Coke. You want to get a hot dog. And <laughs> Food. That's really of course, it. Of course. And you want to see the fly. <laughs> who catches the fly ball? Oh. That's it. The, what else is there to baseball? That's what I'm saying. But Doesn't baseball go like all year it, round? But it, it's it's a long time. And I know. it's a long time out in the sun. And the results of the game can be wrapped <laughs> up in 30 seconds in the news when you've wasted five I hours of I don't life. think it's 30 seconds. I think it's more like no. two Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Two seconds. Two home runs. Here we go. That's it. I would rather watch golf than <laughs> oh God, baseball. Ooh, that's worse. That is that is worse. You never just watch golf sometimes? No. I do. It's so no. calming. Mm-hmm. It's it's really calm. If I want to go to sleep, I might watch but golf. But listen, so when I look at golf on um, TV, the man's voice talks like this. <laughs> exactly. It's real. It's real too chill for I'm me. like, oh, I need I'm too loud in my house play. right exactly. now. Let me turn everything down, including me. So yeah, we no golf. so we can talk about golf and, oh, there's a birdie. <laughs> right, right. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I heard playing golf is fun. But I also heard playing golf with alcohol that. was fun, and that's not going to be me. Well, so. playing golf Have at you played a certain golf? I've gone to the little uh, that's top no. golf. I can tell you right there. The little no. range where you just hit the balls and see yeah, how well, far yeah. they can uh, go. That's not golf. It's not. However, I don't recommend golf for anybody who has back problems. Ooh, speak on it. Because I went to top golf. Yeah, I played like back. 10 minutes mm. and I said, I've had enough. Wow. It's like you're twisting all your body uh-huh. and. It was just going every which way. That wasn't a date, was it? Absolutely not. Okay, because I was going to say, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm done. I, Thank you. No, that wouldn't be a date. However, I'm taking applications. Uh-oh. <laughs> Time for some motivation. Let's <laughs> <laughs> move right along. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, with today's motivation, I want to say never limit yourself. They say the sky is the limit, but we say to never limit to never set limits. So instead set benchmarks. Benchmarks are resting points on your way to success. So Cam, set big benchmarks. Don't set limits. Don't limit yourself. I love it. I love it. And you know, we gotta call this correctly because the the brainstorm behind this segment is at the show today. This is a coffee break. It is. Jessica Coffee. <laughs> that was me sipping my coffee. <laughs> I know. I know. Benchmarks. I like that because yeah. yeah there are too many limits. I, I heard something yesterday about uh, life is short, uh-huh. um, and it, and sometimes we wait until we're old and, and about to die before we say our priorities. Change. You know what? We always wait till this or that or this. Right. And you know, back in the day, I used to be like, "I'm gonna wait to travel mm. till I get married." Right. 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 And right. I'm like, "Oh, hold up! That right. didn't come as fast as I wanted right. it to." Right. Matter of fact, I'm still waiting on that. So let me go ahead and travel now. Let's go. It's important yeah. to you know, yeah, benchmarks. Yeah, I love that, and that keeps us. Uh, and you know what? That we talk about benchmarks in the classroom mm-hmm. because there's always a level of growth. So if you set limitations, that means when you reach that point, there's nowhere else to go. And in this life, there are benchmarks that we need to set. We can always improve. And we're always improving. Mm-hmm. Unless we're dead. Right. I'm well, not trying dang. To, I, 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 hey, and that's the truth. You know that. That's the truth. Wow, Cam. <laughs> uh can yeah. we say something happy? Well, I mean that is You happy. just took us to the grave. That's, that's happy. Let's 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 live life while we're living because it's not promised. And you know, and and, and I and I don't want to go there, but you know, uh people are dying, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're dealing with Maine, uh the shooter in Maine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people woke up this morning with things planned and none of those plans came through. So it's important to do those things because you never know when your time is. Right, right. Live so, life to the fullest, they let's say. Do let's do it. Do you think you live life to the fullest? No, I don't. Why and not? Because, yeah. Because you're tired. <laughs> I, I mean, but, you know, you, you you get used to the grind. And, yeah. And, and, and now that I'm getting older, now I'm trying to think about the end of my grind. What uh-huh. am I going to do at the end of my grind? But I also think you have to define what is that fullness to you because living life family, to the fully yeah. fullest to you may not be the same of living your life to the fullest to me. You know what I'm saying? True, It's true. Yeah. But regardless, you got to live it. Yeah. Cause it's going to be gone. And you got to make sure that you don't let, well, this is easier said than done. I was mm-hmm. about to say it. And then I just thought like, right. Ooh, I need Guilty. to take my own words, <laughs> but just kind of like letting things stress you out. Mm-hmm. You'll have tough days. However, just like going back in your mental saying, hey, today was tough, but it wasn't the worst day ever. Right. I can. Right. St- I still have room to move forward and mm-hmm. grow and be happy and be joyful. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. In the grand scheme of things, the things we get upset with are very minuscule. Right. Somebody cutting us off in traffic. Mm-hmm. affected us for 30 seconds and if we let it go away it would not affect the rest of our day i have a question for you but so you know next week is halloween fall festivals the things that people do um do you dress up 
Sorry, y'all. Cameron had to choke while I asked him. Oh, she got me choked up. No, but I don't believe in Halloween. So Mm -hmm. I don't celebrate Halloween anymore. But I used to have big parties and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But I don't do that anymore. Gotcha. But do you, what about your grandkids? Do they dress up? Nope. That little grandson of yours will be cute in a chicken costume sitting on the couch. He may, I mean, you know, he ain't my child, but. Nope. <laughs> He's not your child. Mm-hmm. However, why does every grandparent treat the grandchildren like matter of fact, y'all treat these her. grandkids Look, she's been better triggered. than you treat your own kids. She's been triggered. <laughs> I have. Listen. It's the same my, when, when you're a parent. My parents <laughs> and my with my niece and nephews, I'm like, y'all wouldn't let me do that. Yeah. Like, um, oh my gosh, that we is got, a trigger. We got, we, got, we got some parents on the show. We'll ask them. <laughs> but uh, I think it's if you have multiple children uh-huh. after those, your uh, parenting is easier and easier. And so when you get to grandparents, what? <laughs> what? What is that a parent? It's just to spoil. We just do what we want. Y'all to go home and deal with it. That That's the truth about it. Oh. That's the truth about it. We got... Some guests on the show today. Who do we have in the house? Today we have Mr. William Jonas Cooper. <laughs> his, I didn't know where you were going with his that. His email name is William Cooper, but we call him Jonas, yeah. who is a girl dad. He's mm. a father of two girls. Mm. So we're going to ask you about that. And then we have Laura Shetfield. Okay. Laura Tincher Shetfield, who... <laughs> Is also, oh, I didn't say Jonas is um, an assistant director. He provides leadership to our disabilities and mental health or our social emotional team. Um, And then Laura Shetfield Tincher, or that's wrong, Laura Tincher Shetfield. That is. (laughs) It's really just Laura Shetfield. It is. I like saying she wasn't Laura Shetfield when I met her. Right. So, so yeah. anywho, um, she is an associate director and she provides leadership towards everything really, but health and nutrition. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. How are you all doing today? I'm good. I feel like my brain is, I don't know if it's stimulated or if it's <laughs> like the philosophy lesson we just oh, had. Oh yeah, I'm telling yeah, you. Man. She get deep. Listen, a, so, she get deep. so now I want to ask them because I know you both are parents of two. You have two girls, you have a boy and a girl. Was your parenting the same with the second child as it was with the first? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. What was the difference? Oh, definitely more lax. Yeah. <laughs> she found out that they were uh, uh, spongy. Spongy. They didn't need to be the, the eggshell. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Jonas Jonas has kids back to back. Oh. <laughs> he came in the office so one day with... Rose might have been six months old. I don't know. Talking about Destiny's having another ba- Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you, bruh. What happened? Bruh. <laughs> that is what I sounded like. <laughs> uh, Jonas, how does it feel being a girl dad? Like, I mean, what's that like? Been a girl dad for almost. <laughs> yes, that exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the girl, the I got the two girls. And then my wife, the dog's a girl. I mean, like, so I'm the only guy in the house. Yeah, you're, you're, you so. need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get out of the house, man. You, so, you ain't got to so say. Rose is not even two years old yet, so I'm uh-huh. still in that baby stage, you know. So I got to ask me again in a couple of years. 
Um, and then when they get to be teenagers, don't even ask me because yeah. I'm scared. Lord have mercy. Rose, I can tell you. Rose at an event chose me over her dad. Oh, wow. She sure did. Well, yeah. most kids do, don't they? Don't say don't, that, they, they do. Don't they? Y'all know. She the grandparents' is life, right? The, mm-hmm. what? the grandparents. The kids will go to the grandparents. I'm not the grandparent. I, but you're the aunt. Yeah, you're the aunt. You're the cool aunt in the family. Um, I think it was Laura was like my first staff to like have a baby. Like actually, I'm pregnant. And I used to call Wyatt like my first grandbaby. Wow. (laughs) He was my work (laughs) grandbaby. Wow. Anyway. he was. On the topic today. Lord have mercy. We're about, to, we're about to go to a commercial break and we still haven't even discussed <laughs> the topic yet. But thank you all for being on the show. Uh, what we're talking about today is uh, child wellness and, and how we uh, deal with that in Head Start. And uh, we got some experts in the house. So we're going to talk about um, child wellness. What is uh, What is some things that uh, we do to kind of try to look out for the child. Well, I mean, depending on what area, you know, like Jessica said, I kind of look at the mental health and social emotional mm-hmm. bit of it. And Laura looks at the health and nutrition. We have a team that does the education wellness part of it. Uh, you know, we have this, this view of this holistic view of where it just one part of a kid's life is not the only thing you need to focus on. So when you're talking about kids wellness, uh, Head Start does a fantastic job of making sure they encompass that holistic view. Um, so, I mean, how long we got to talk about <laughs> <laughs> how, how we do wellness uh, in Head Start? I know, because from the time, um, for me, they sign up to, you know, when we're sending them off to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. It's all about child wellness, child safety. Um, so there's a lot that is done in the classroom. For example, um when it comes to when the kids come in and um, parents dropping them off, we do what is called a morning health check. And that's to identify, you know, if there's any bruises, if there's any scratches so that, um, you know, the parent can be aware of those things. Right. Before it becomes a problem. Exactly. Exactly. Or before, you know, they say, did this happen here? Right. Exactly. Exactly. But we're going to talk more about this right after this break. You are listening to Look Who's Talking. Community Action Council's Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program opens on Monday, November 6th, 2023. Appointments can be made online beginning October 30th. Please visit our website, comaction.org, and select Apply Here under Utility Assistance Scheduler to make your appointment. Households wishing to make their appointment by phone can dial 859-300-6960. Dial 859-300-6960. 
This past year has highlighted the strength of Community Action Council. Every day, our staff works together to help families recover from this crisis. We're educating children at home and in person, helping parents who lost their jobs, and helping households avoid eviction. Our work at Community Action Council has never been more important than it is right now. So why not join us? We have employment opportunities requiring a range of skills from entry level to advanced. Apply online at commaction.org. Community Action Council's Prep Academies have openings in their early Head Start program for children aged six weeks to three years old. Spaces are filling up, so now is the time to apply for the upcoming school year. Every child who enrolls receives a full scholarship for the entire school year. To get connected and ensure your young child gets a head start on their education, call Community Action Council at 859-233-4600. You can also find Community Action Council online at comaction.org. That's C-O-M-M action.org. Are listening to Look Who's Talking, and today we have special guests Jonas and Laura in the building. Today, we went to the break and we were talking about some things that we do here uh, at our Head Start centers to help with child wellness. And we have mentioned about a morning what is it, check in? Morning check? health check. Morning health check. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that, Laura. So the morning health check, it's a very important part. It's the first step that we do when children arrive into the classroom. So when parents come and sign in their children, the teachers then overlook the child, see if they have any scrapes, bruises, et cetera. But not only that, to see if they have runny noses, cough, fever, and that's just to ensure the safety of them and all the kids in the classroom. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, you know, what does that what does that entail? Like, if Johnny got a runny nose, then what happens? Do we just we just note it and then tell the parent, hey? <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna tell Johnny go wipe his nose, then wash his hands. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, of course. But but what? yes, things like that are notating um, on those morning health checks so that. If there's something persistent that we see or something that grabs our attention, then we will be able to have those conversations with the parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's a we are in a, a, a place where our staff have to be comfortable with having conversations. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's difficult. That is difficult. That can be difficult. Um, that is sometimes difficult. Well, not sometimes. That's. A lot of the times difficult, mm-hmm. uh, not because I think only because parents are vulnerable, especially when it comes to they, their mm-hmm. kids, especially the first one, Yeah, especially the first one. <laughs> so you'll go into a facility, say if your child, this is their first time interacting with other kids. I promise you within the first week, they're going to have a cold, get sick or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean there's something spread and going around the classroom. Mm-hmm. That means, you know, children's bodies are trying to get immune. Yeah. Um, sometimes with our toddlers, when those teeth come in, Cam, mm. we have biters. Oh. Um, and biters. Biters. Mm. Um, and, and that's something that we have to have conversations with our teachers say, well, 
teachers have to have conversations with the parent. No, we can't tell you which child it is. We have to mm-hmm. protect um, the identity of all children. But no, this is what happened in the classroom. Um, and then we usually have to have conversation with the biters family. Yeah, how's that and, go? And try to mitigate that. How does that go? Well, I mean, so I feel like I have these conversations a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, me and my team, we we deal a lot with getting kids IEPs and IFSPs, and, you know, that revolves around a kid having a disability or a delay. I'm not not here to start what you're talking about. Yeah. Thank you, Kim. Um, I was – an IEP is an individual education plan, IFSPs, individual uh, family service program. Um, and so basically what that means is it just helps the kid get the education and the supports that they need mm-hmm. to match up with the peers um, that are on the same track as they are age-wise. Um, it's just a, it's just something that helps the kid mm-hmm. be as successful as everybody else. That's mm-hmm. what it stands for. Um, but, you know, it's all in how you approach it because um, now that I'm a parent too, I, I totally get this. Uh you come at me and say, hey, your kid's biting or your kid's not doing this when they should be doing this. Um, okay, what are you trying to say? You mm-hmm. talking about me? Yeah, you talking about me? You talking about me? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so me and my team and, and the teachers, what we have to make sure we do, um, and if you're a parent listening, I want you to hear me very clearly when I say this, is here at Head Start, we don't assume you are a bad parent. We operate off of that you are a fantastic parent. You want mm-hmm. what's best for your kid. And our role is just here to come alongside you and support you to uh, get you the best help and support that you need to get your mm-hmm. kids successful. We're not saying you're a bad parent. We're and just so saying your kid's terrible. Don't! Cam! <laughs> oh, MG! No, I'm just playing. We, we are not thinking that or allowed to say that. <laughs> and I think it's what? also important to recognize that all behavior is a form of communication. Mm. Ooh, so just because good. a parent, like your child, is biting or hitting or smacking, it doesn't mean your parenting skills are bad. It could be your child trying to communicate to you in a different way. Mm. And, oh, and while we're talking I about like communication, it. here's my favorite story. I love to share this story. I share this story all the time um, when it talks about communication, having conversations, difficult conversations. And it was at a job I was at previously before I was here. And what the situation was, was this little girl was coming in with matted hair. She had dirty clothes on. Um, she smelled bad. It looked like she didn't take a bath. And so people were jumping straight to the gun, like, oh, these parents are awful parents, and, and they need to to get reported and, and we're gonna we're gonna fix this. And so what ended up happening though was me and a few other people had a conversation with the parents before we did anything. Say, hey, what's going on? Are you noticing this stuff? And, and so what turned to find out, the mom uh, had, had to take a second job uh, because dad was on disability leave, he got hurt. And so mom's second job made her not be at the house in the morning when the kids were getting ready to come. Mm -hmm. And so dad was now responsible for getting all kids ready in the car, dressed, Mm -hmm. fed. Um, This was the only girl in the household. He didn't know how to brush hair. He didn't know Mm -hmm. how to properly uh, give a bath. He didn't know, you know, all these different things. And so it was just a matter of coming alongside, giving him some skills and say, hey, this is how you do this and how you do that. Within a week, the girl was perfect. I mean, like coming in just fine. Mm. Um, But the way that people were were wanting to approach it was accusing the parent that they didn't care. Yeah. And Mm. and parents, if you're listening again, we don't assume that you don't care. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. Yeah, I th- I think that's re- you talk you. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, the co- communication is so important. Um, that's that's one of the let's say top complaints that I get as head start director. Um, just communication being off most of the times where families are upset is because of the communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like know if a... I was, yeah, I don't know if I was talking to you about this, but um, the communication is hard. Sometimes conversations are hard, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're talking about um, or giving a parent some advice about, not necessarily advice, but just information about what's happening in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And they take it and be like, you talking about my kid? Like, no, we want you to be aware of this situation. And I know you all spend great time. I went to your last, um, what is it, uh, professional development day, and there was a whole segment on having difficult conversations. And and so I know it's something that uh, you all are looking at as staff and how to equip your staff to, you know, have these conversations that are needed but also keeping in mind the yeah. safety and health of the child. Think about it this way, and this is probably not a great way to think <laughs> about it, but if someone has something hanging out their nose, what honestly would you tell them? Mm. What? Would you? <laughs> like, just that conversation or... I know, think, I, 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 you, you're right. I, I think it's most really... Most people wouldn't. Right. They'll be like, mm-hmm, it's based mm-hmm. on relationship. And pretend like it's there's based nothing on relationship. there. It, 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 but at the same time, when it's an important matter, like, would you be had comfortable enough to have that conversation? Because you couldn't tell me something was hanging out my nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> D- but you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It, it's, it's a difficult thing, but it's important. It's an important thing because the person doesn't know, you know, until we have that conversation. You so. know, I hear a lot of times that, well, I just don't want to offend anybody. Right. That's it. And, you know, and then, then you have to weigh the, you know, am I offending someone? Does that outweigh the benefit of telling them whatever it is? Okay, so we've talked about, you know, the wellness check. We've talked about how, um, you know, we, we have the conversations. What, uh, what happens when we have to make tough choices in a classroom? And, I, and I, I'm concerned, you know, with that wellness check. What do you mean? Like abuse or things, you know, the next step, things that we may have to do uh, if, if, if we see a pattern or something. So in Head Start, in our Head Start specifically, we do have a policy that we follow um, when we suspect abuse. Um, to preface all of it, all of our teaching, all of our teaching staff, all of our staff in general that work with kids get extensive training on how to recognize abuse and how to recognize neglect and things like that. Uh, I think y'all probably have done a show on this before, so people can reference that. I don't know if you can go back and edit say, see this Nope. Mm. <laughs> but all of our staff are trained on how to do this. And so if we do suspect uh, abuse or neglect, under Kentucky law, we're mandated reporters. Uh, and what a mandated reporter is, is anybody who suspects abuse or neglect of any kind. Um, so it's not just teachers, it's doctors, it's pastors, it's neighbors, it's, I mean, basically anybody who provides care for kids. And so as mandated reporters, we are required to uh, 
move that on up. Now, here's the catch with it was in Head Start is even though we we fall under Kentucky law, um, we have a special initiative to where we want to, like I said earlier, come alongside you as families and make sure that you're you have the the supports that you need to be successful. So just like that story I shared earlier, we also are intentional in having those conversations and providing the resources that you need um, to hopefully avoid getting to that point in the first place anyway. That's good. I think it's important that people know you got to do what you got to do. And it, and like you prefaced so many times, uh, Jonas, that it's not personal. It's uh, not a reflection necessarily of your parenting style. Uh, these are things that we're trained to look for and that we have to respond to. So, and, and oftentimes, a lot of those really difficult situations that lead up to reports could possibly be avoided if, um, you know, we're talking about communication from us to families, if families would communicate to us as well. Right. Um, you know, if you go, if on the front end you tell us, hey, so-and-so little Johnny fell down the steps because he was in chasing the dog and mm-hmm. scraped up his knee, um, if you were on the front end telling us that, um, that just makes things easier for us as when we're making our notes and stuff like that, that we can put that in there with it. Absolutely. That's good. So uh, just communicating from the time um, that the child, because when the child is here, we communicate with the parents that, okay, Johnny fell and he's marked his uh, elbow, right? That's That's what we do. And I think it's important on the other end so that, you know, because we are monitoring, we are trying to keep the best interests of the child. Well, and just from a parent perspective, I do have a clumsy child. So there's bruises all over her legs, all over her arms all the time. And so just knowing like, hey, she fell, she tripped over a toy in the living room, like just having that communication with the teachers. Mm -hmm. But then over time, you know, the teachers learn, yeah, she's she's a little clumsy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, well, and for th- for those of you listening, I know we don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about the specific signs, but I do want to make a mention about what's called the ten four rule, and what the ten four rule is: any kid that's under four shouldn't have bruises on their torso, ears, or neck. Um, and if they're a baby and they're not crawling or anything yet, they shouldn't really have bruises anywhere. And so, w- if a kid's just being a kid and they fall and they bust up their knee or something. That's just kind of normal kid stuff. But if they're under four and they have the bruises on the torso, ears, and neck, that's where we start maybe looking a little bit closer. Gotcha. So if your baby fall off the bed, would that be, like, what would that look like to, you know, uh, a professional? Uh, It it all depends on, like, we've been talking about communication. Yeah. If you're saying, I was so exhausted and I had the baby on the bed feeding her, and I fell asleep because I was up all night last night because she was crying and, and she accidentally fell off the bed. That's different than I threw her off the bed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. right. But to us, the outcome looks the same. Right. So we don't know that unless you tell us and, and work with us on it. Absolutely. I think we learned from this show, communication is key. It is key. And it's very important. And um, it helps protect the child, the parent, and yeah. the family. And, 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 this, uh, and this, our Head Start program, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I learned something today. I appreciate you all being on the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. And you all have been listening to Look Who's Talking. Tell a friend. Share the show. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? He said, get just for a date. <laughs> oh, and goodbye. <laughs> Oh,
Huh?